0: welcome back it has been over a year actually since we last chatted with kentia torres of the social security administration so it's long overdue for an update she's joining us uh, virtually today to do just that and good to see you again kentia thanks for spending some time with us
1: good to see you too thank you for inviting social security today uh, to speak on social security updates
0: yeah it's our pleasure it's uh something that affects uh, everyone at some point um in their lives are dealing right. with the social security administration so it's always a good way to keep in touch uh, with any updates and any changes uh, that folks should be aware of why don't we just start with kind of i guess a real general overview kentia what is social security
1: well social security is pretty much a foundation of um, retirement benefits it was created in the 1930s to give us a safety net for retirement But now we also pay disability benefits, uh, either social security disability or SSI, which is a supplement for those people who have low income and resources, who may be disabled, blind or 65 and older. So it's pretty much something that we pay into as we work uh, so that if we become disabled or we retire or pass away, we have those benefits available.
0: And does everyone have a social security
1: number? Well, not everyone, but most U.S. citizens um, have a social security number, permanent residents, some students. Um, So most of the population have a social security number. So when we work, that social security number is used to track our work throughout our working lives. And that is how we get into social security
0: sure obviously since uh, the pandemic hit um, there's been a lot of changes to the administration uh, one of them is the fact that we're still <laughs> communicating virtually uh virtually. <laughs> some workforce reductions um i know but any um lasting pandemic era changes that folks should be aware of in social security
1: well right now we are reopened to the public, but business practices have changed a little bit post COVID. Um, I know before COVID, uh, we had a huge traffic in the offices, um, and most people prefer to come into the office to conduct all their business. But after uh, COVID 19, uh, many of our staff are still half of them are in their houses doing virtual work and the other half are in office so although we are open to the public we highly recommend that before you come into the social security office to apply for benefits that you call us and schedule an appointment so that again we keep the waiting rooms a lot clearer but uh, we're able to have the person uh, available to assist you with that application because if you walk in we can determine how many associates we're actually going to have ready for you and all the questions in the office but of course everyone's uh, able to walk in What we will do at that point is respond to uh, as many questions as we can, and then if you need an appointment, we will schedule an appointment either in office or over the phone. But the best way to apply for benefits at the time is online. Um, By completing in, uh, let's say, if you go to socialsecurity.gov, it takes about 10 minutes to complete a Medicare application and about a half an hour or so to get a retirement application in. And so what I like to remind people is the questions that we will ask you are going to be the same questions that you will get online, right? What is your date of birth? Have you ever been married? These are answers that only you will have. And we have gotten a lot of great feedback when people apply online because they are able to take their time. You get a re-entry code when you apply online. So if you aren't able to complete the application all in one sitting, you can walk away and come back another time, get your filing cabinet and all your documents. And so people say that they feel a lot less overwhelmed. And we notice that the quality of the information is a lot greater when people apply online. But not only that, when you apply online, let's say for retirement, when we get those applications here in the office, it is signed to a clean specialist. And that person should be contacting you, I would say within a week or two, to review your application. And what we see is that if you actually schedule uh, an appointment, you may have to wait about two to three months just because we're saturated over the phone and if you apply online you could actually get your benefits a lot sooner within weeks in your bank account instead of waiting months for that appointment in the future
0: yeah it's it's a great point uh for sure and i know that the the website has been uh, updated improved and expanded you can do just about anything uh that you need to do with social security through that website but what can't you do
1: uh all right so let's say if you are let's say a child to apply for SSI, Um, usually that we will have to schedule an in-office or telephone appointment. Um, Another thing is if you, let's say, recently just got married and you want to replace your social security card, usually we're able to replace social security cards if it's a quick change, like uh, let's say you need to just, if it's a simple transaction, there's no changes that need to be made, you're a US citizen or everything has been established, that you should be able to do online. But if you have, let's say, a name change, Or you're getting an original first-time social security card let's say you're a student from another country or you have a special visa those are the type of applications that you will most likely will have to come into the office to complete the process so we will still take your application and i give you about 45 days to bring the documentation to complete the request for a social security card but like you said many things are actually available online such as replacing a Medicare card. And I mentioned that because open enrollment is coming around the corner.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, to replace a 1099 if you get Social Security benefits. Also, um, what I wanted to mention is uh, by creating a My Social Security account on Social Security.gov, you will be able to have access to your Social Security information, whether you receive benefits or not. It's pretty much a gateway for you to stay informed with your Social Security he- uh, record. So you'll be able to have access to your work history. You'll be able to get estimates on current and future benefits, even if you're not close to retirement. And what I say is a social security account is for everyone. If you're working at any age, uh, we always recommend that you look at your earning history at least once a year so that you are sure that you're getting credit for all the work that you're doing. Um, You do not wanna wait until you're close to retirement age to learn that you're missing wages in your social security report. And so, again, it is an easy and safe way to conduct business with Social Security anywhere in the world. You can opt to get all your letters in that account and get a text anytime we send you any um, information so that you don't have to wait for snail mail, uh, especially if you're planning to uh, travel once you retire. So there's a lot of great features with creating my Social Security account on SocialSecurity.gov
0: yeah it's a great point and another one too is it's a good it's a good safety net right i mean if you create your own account it means somebody else can't uh, do that in your name right
1: correct correct so we ask a lot of uh, security questions so that we can safeguard your information and you get in addition to all the questions you get a text message and right now we're using uh, login.gov and id me to also give an extra layer of protection on your information so that you know we know that you are who you say you are whenever you log in and correct if you create your account no one else will be able to create that account because you have uh pretty much locked down that information by creating your own username and password
0: one thing um, you don't it, do anymore kenti is accept faxes talking about old technology yes. right
1: <laughs> right right so i'm glad that you mentioned that so yes recently we stopped receiving fax uh, paper applications Prior to or during the pandemic, we accepted uh, fax applications because of the situation at the time and our offices were closed to the public. But after May of 2023, where the COVID-19 restrictions were lifted, we are now reopened to the public. And so now you may still fax the applications, but what that's going to give you is just protective filing, which is the date that we use to determine as of when we should start paying you benefits if you are approved. So if you have that, of course, fax it. But the best way is, again, to apply online so that you complete the application or to call us for an appointment.
0: Okay, and I'm glad you mentioned Medicare because as you mentioned, the open enrollment period is coming up. So what does that mean and what do folks do about that?
1: Yeah, so we always recommend, especially if you you are in the initial enrollment period, which is three months before you turn 65, the month you turn 65, or three months after you turn 65, is to contact Social Security to apply for Medicare. The open enrollment this year starts from October 15th through December 7th. And this is important for those who want Medicare, but also who want to make a change in Medicare since we have the Medicare original plan, and then we can have the Medicare Advantage. So with the original Medicare, you're able to have Medicare A and B, and then you have the option to add a Medicare prescription drug plan, which is the D, uh, and a Medicare uh, Advantage plan to help you pay for anything that Medicare A and B doesn't cover. With the Medicare Advantage, uh, you're able to have the Medicare A and B, but it also automatically brings the prescription drug plan and anything else that you may need now the original medicare is a little bit more expensive than the advantage but with the original medicare you have the option to not stay with a network you can travel anywhere in the united states and this may be beneficial for those who want to perhaps go down south in the winter and come back in the spring up north that is a great plan for someone in that situation but someone who decides oh, i want to stay in massachusetts i may not need that option they may enroll in the medicare advantage which is a little bit more cost effective but you do have to stay with a network If you choose one or the other, and you decide it may not be the best fit this year, you may change that during open enrollment, which again is from October 5th through December 7th of 2023. Now I I also- sorry, go ahead. I also wanted to mention that uh, if you have Medicare Part A, and you want to add Medicare Part B only, uh, and you fall under the special enrollment period, which is for those who did not need Medicare during the initial enrollment period, because they were either still working and cover under their group health plan or their spouse was covered under a group health plan and they were covered that way. So they didn't need Medicare Part B. So if you fall under the special enrollment period, um, you will need to submit two forms to Social Security. One of them is an application to Social Security saying, yes, I want Medicare Part B. And that is the CMS40, which you could actually download on socialsecurity.gov. And you will, you will need to see the employment information to verify that in fact you recover under Group Health Plan. And that is the CMS 564. Once we receive those two forms that you again may download on socialsecurity.gov, we will process your request and you should get your Medicare card within two weeks in your house. So um, very important information to learn just because Medicare is around the corner and we don't want you to miss your enrollment period.
0: Absolutely, yeah, that's what I wanted to ask is if you do miss the enrollment period, Kintia, um, do you have to wait till the next enrollment period the following year or can you go back?
1: Well, uh, great question. So if you are not, no longer eligible to your initial enrollment period and you do not qualify for what we call SET, the special enrollment period, you still have another chance during the general enrollment period. And that period begins every year from January 1st to March 31st to allow you to enroll in Medicare. And it used to be last year that if you did not have Medicare Part B, you would have to wait till July of that year to get Medicare Part B. But now that changed. In 2023, you wouldn't have to wait till July. Your Medicare Part B will start the following months after you apply for Medicare. Okay. Now, what hasn't changed is the fact that if you decide, you know what, I do not need medical uh, Part B, I am fine, I'm healthy, I don't even see a doctor. And later on in life, you do need Medicare, and you did not enroll in Medicare uh, your Part A or B, you may have a 10% penalty for every year you did not enroll in Medicare Part B. Yes. So that has not changed. Okay. And it is important to know. But if you need additional information because maybe you're confused and you want to verify what your enrollment period is, Feel free to call Medicare at 1-800-633-4227, again, 1-800-633-4227, or you may call Social Security at 1-800-772-1213. And we're open at the call center from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. local time. So you may call us and verify to see if you may qualify for a special enrollment period. So that way you don't have to pay for Medicare and your insurance at at work.
0: Okay, it's really important. Um, And do you recommend also um, folks uh, visit the SHINE program in their respective communities uh, to get counseling on on Medicare?
1: Yeah, so at SHINE, we actually work along with SHINE. Uh, We refer people to SHINE all the time and shine will assist you it helps those who are eligible for medicare uh, decide if they need a part b but most importantly which prescription drug plan they may need because here is social security uh, many people believe that we do everything with medicare because we enroll you but all we do here at social security with medicare is enroll you mm-hmm. um uh, withdraw you if you're not interested and also help you pay for the uh let's say take- premiums so that we can send it to Medicare but if you have any questions regarding Medicare Part D that would be private insurance so we wouldn't be able to guide you in the right direction when it comes to that or if you have any questions regarding coverage or copay, those are questions that would go directly to Medicare or the shine program and what I always recommend is to visit our website uh, shine and you will see which phone number actually belongs to your a zip code. And those people are phenomenal. They are gurus when it comes to Medicare and the different parts of Medicaid.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, and I know you as well, Kentia, are available to go out and talk to different groups uh, about Social Security, correct?
1: That is correct. So Social Security provides presentations to organizations, companies, agencies, even schools. And these are free of charge for the public. So we are now offering and we have been offering actually for a while uh, while um, uh, free social Security presentations whether it's retirement disability presentations we also speak about Medicare and we're now you know presenting on um, uh, all these benefits to because we want to inform the public of what is available at Social Security we want to make sure that you get your information and that you're prepared either if you are ready for retirement or getting close to retirement but I often see many people who ask me like, Am I eligible for uh, social security disability? Well, there's a great way to see how social security works and also allow you to decide if it's the best option for you now, if you're working, what are the limits? So I am currently available in many of us all over the state of Massachusetts or in another state. Uh, you may email me at Kentia K-E-N-T-I-A, dot Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S, at S-S-A, that um, or you could call 1-800-772-1213 and they will refer you to me so that I can contact your organization and schedule your presentation.
0: Thank you so much, Kentia. Great to talk to you today. We hope to see you in Quincy real soon.
1: Thank you very much for everything. Thank you for inviting Social Security today.
0: You are very Thank welcome. You.